my friend Mike Silk. Yes, Mike Silk. Tips Word Podcast. He broadcasts on Saturday nights on Spotify and iTunes. Check him out. He's almost as awesome as Fred the Clown. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to episode of The Champs Word, episode 47, with tonight's guest, Thomas Ryan. Before we get to that, we're going to mix in Champs Thought with this a little bit, and what I'm going to say, just enjoy life. Take a minute, it's been crazy, clean your damn hands, stay safe, don't go overboard, I don't get to deal with the whole toilet paper situation, and... People just going crazy. This is an apocalypse. I, I don't know. Just stay safe. You got to learn to lighten up, though. We can't live in fear. That's my opinion. We cannot live in fear. Let's just keep moving with on our lives. Let's just enjoy life. Life is short. Life is bad as it is. So let's just take the minute and enjoy life. Unfortunately... New Jersey Horror Con Film Festival was canceled or postponed till June 26th, 27th, and 28th. We'll still be there. I still have plans to be there. We still have tickets. We will be there. Sands and I will be there. And still having fun like we planned. There'll be a lot of great episodes coming up before then. I'm going to work on my 50th episode, which is almost like 28, 29, three episodes away. 50th episode will happen before way before then. Like in three weeks. So. It will be epic. And it will be great. Before that, I'll be at, I plan on being at, um, Legends of the Ring and, um, Legends of, I'm sorry, Legends of the Ring Wrestling Fan Fest, which is June 20th. Check out legendofthering.com for more information on that. Um, like I said, it's a crazy, crazy time. Just enjoy life. Um, go on Patreon. Patreon is going great. Um, oh, not going great yet, but we will get there. Like I said, we all got to support each other. It's tough times. Let's all stay together and fight through this. Like we only can. I have line yarns now for your keys. Um, Transport Podcast line yarns. Go check that out. I posted links. I posted on face, uh, Facebook page, fan page. Um, check it out for, like, Five bucks, get a long yarn. And I'll donate half to... I'll donate a dollar or two dollars or so to St. Jude's to help kids fight cancer. Um, let's just make a difference and keep on pushing together. Um, I have still have bracelets. And if you support Patreon, I'll give you both. So go on your Patreon and support... Um, donate a dollar, donate five dollars per month. We keep things going with the, with the podcast... We get bigger guests. We make things better. We make a difference together. And I'll give you a bracelet and a long yarn. That's for any for any tier ever. For any tier that you do to donate to. Um, monthly, I'll give you a, a bracelet and a long yarn. So like I said, let's make a difference together. Um, it's been rough. It's very stressful. 
As many you may know, many you may not know, I have very, very bad anxiety. Yes, I have bad anxiety. It's been stressful for me. It's been stressful at regular work. It's just been insane. But thank goodness I have all of you. Thank the goddesses and gods that I have all of you to show you love and support and just be there for me. There's way too many of you to shout out, but thank you. We will and we can get through this. We all have to stay together and stay together. We can and we will make a difference together. This was maybe a little short, maybe a little long. We don't know. But this has been Chem's Thought and the intro for the episode. So, with that being said, as we do here on Shams Word Podcast, we move on and we push on. There's one thing they cannot take away from me. They cannot take away Shams Word. I will podcast to the very, very end and beyond. So, tonight, again, we welcome Thomas. We're going to learn about his, his acting, his writing, his directing, his um, producing, everything. We welcome Thomas Ryan to episode 47, and here we go. Here we are, folks, with our guest tonight on episode 47, Thomas Ryan. How are you doing, Thomas? Doing good, Mike. How are you? Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. No problem. So we'll get right into the questions. Um, so how did it all begin for you? Like, who inspired you to become an you know, actor, director, producer, all of it? Mm. Every movie I ever grew up watching, uh, every television show I ever watched fanatically, um, yeah, just uh, the era I grew up in uh, had a lot of iconic films, um, 80s horror, 70s um, dark horror television, um, just uh, all that stuff inspired me from science fiction to action movies to dramatic films to comedies to horror films, um, everything, fantasy movies, um, cartoons, totally. music. Yeah, just everything really influenced it. The good um, old days. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of dabbled in a lot of stuff. I'm, I've, I've done, I, I, I used to draw comic books as a kid. I loved comic books. Um, I've been in many bands. I'm a musician. Um, and I love to act and to watch movies and television shows. And so, yeah, it all kind of uh, came to fruition um, yeah, oh, around 2012 when I made my first short film, Day Nine. And uh, I've been making films ever since. And getting better at it, hopefully. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm trying to get involved myself. You know, I like the whole, you know, character stuff. You know, besides podcasts, you know, entertaining your podcast stuff, you know, interviewing stuff. I like getting out there. I like doing cosplay. I like dressing up. I like the makeup effects. I'm more, I love to see CGI. Like I said, every episode that I have in the past, I'm more practical. I like the 80s practical effects, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I I love using practical effects um, to the extent that they you're able to convey uh, the message and tell your story and, and get the visuals that you desire uh, with those, and it can be done on a large scale. I mean, I understand why the CGI is utilized uh, when you're doing like you know movies in space and stuff because there's just some stuff right. that you can do a lot practically. I mean, George Lucas showed us how much you can do with practical effects and models and, and you know, small controlled explosives, you know, as you can right, do. Right, exactly. Um, but uh, there's there's certain stuff that can be forgiven that, that CGI only makes better. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 100%... Um, I'm a figure that likes to utilize... Practical effect uh, in all of our stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm always at the 80s, like, you know, like the Jason and like the whole, like, like, you no, know, like, like they were saying the TV shows, we need to do all this stuff, like Deuce Hazards, you know, Knight Rider, all that kind of stuff. I was always a fan of that. That, that kind of era, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that stuff. Um, you know, it's yeah, sure. Now, um, what are some of your great like great moments? Like, you know, having your, your, your like your like your um your sets and stuff. Like, what's some great like stuff? You know, stories and stuff that you can share. In regards to filmmaking, yeah, like your film stuff, you know, what's your what's your favorite like moments on set, you know, you know your favorite like scenes you did and stuff like that, you know, what's your, what's your favorite moments that you had? Like people, yeah, people, well, like, I mean, that's a lot of ground to cover. I mean, people, um, people you worked with, you know, is, you know, yeah, I mean, filmmaking in general. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful experience, and um, I mean, we've got tons of great stories on set of, uh, I mean, not only are the successes, you know, memorable and, um, and, and story worthy, but so are the, some of the failures and the, or the obstacles that we had to overcome at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a ton of great stories on set. If I was to pick one, um, that I love to talk about, or at least I, I find pretty funny is, uh, when we were shooting abducted, we were out in the middle of the woods and, um, our producer Todd Sturridge and his dad Kenny Wills were out there and Kenny had provided the lighting for abducted the UFO scene mm. and um, the walkie talkies had uh, gone dead the batteries had gone dead so <laughs> we were actually screaming at each other uh, across the uh, the set it was in the deep woods in the middle of the night and uh, things got a little testy because the smoke machine wasn't firing off when we needed it to and um, I thought that it was a lack of communication, and but uh, you know, it was just that we, they were waiting for the smoke machine to power up. But it was pretty funny because uh, uh, Todd's dad, Kenny, was uh, was yelling at me, and he was on the brink of strangling me to death uh, in the middle of the woods because I, uh, I I didn't get the picture that the smoke machine was still charging up. But uh, yeah, that was that was one um, one very memorable time on set. I mean, I think on every shoot we have very memorable moments because. Um, just as an indie production company, we're always kind of run and gun, and we're 
always up against the clock and trying to maximize time and maximize uh, resources. Uh, so uh, we, we've got a lot of really just great stories about things that have kind of gone our way and things that have gone against us too. Right. Yeah, like nowadays you make like movies of cell phone and stuff. You know, like I'm trying to actually write some of my own. You know, I got like a few screenplays. And I always jot the ideas down, like the bits and pieces, and I put pieces together. Yeah, nice. Like I'm saying, like there's definitely got to be a movie after this whole, like, you know, everything that's going on now. There's definitely got to be a movie out there somewhere. Well, I think we have a lot of movies out there that kind of cover this subject matter. I've that's true. Every zombie apocalypse movie. Right. Outbreak. Outbreak. Or, yeah, I mean, The Stand. Um, you know, we kind of see this mass. <laughs> Mass extinction. Um, I I don't think that the current situation is as dreadful as that is, but that's true. Uh, I think the the response has been kind of um, reflective of uh, stuff that you see in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, all of them. Yes. Yep. And um, it's just it's crazy. Like it's actually like it feels like movies are actually coming true now. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of sorta. Like we're living in the age of like possibly be apocalypse like possibly like you know the ideas are actually coming together now you know it's like and we're all pretty much all prepared for anything now it's like you know in a kind of a way you know what I'm saying yeah well you know I think as the saying goes life imitates art mm-hmm. and, uh, you know it's uh, it certainly does seem that uh, I mean throughout throughout the history of cinema and and of mankind we've kind of had these parallel uh uh, existences where I, the art would kind of uh, predict a lot of the the uh, the future course of uh, mm-hmm. mankind, uh, and even in some of the more, more wilder or fantastical aspects of it, like a lot of that stuff just kind of comes to fruition. If you look at a show like Star Trek, and um, you know all, all the technology in that show, so much of it can be compared to things that we have today: cell phones, you know, right. phones, and the and the, the comms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it really is uh, funny that uh, so many things that we see in the films. But it's true. I mean, you know, we can we could make. I think man can man can create anything he could dream up, and uh, it, it seems that that's reflected in both. Um, our films, our society's films, and, and our society's inventions, and, and unfortunately, the predicaments that we sometimes find ourselves <laughs> in. So, like Zombie Land told me to keep um, keep all the rules. You know, rule number thirty-two: enjoy the little things. You know, um, whatever cardio. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We got we got the rules now. We can write the rules down. You know, okay, follow the Ziploc bags. You know, be prepared. Carry light. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hopefully there won't be any zombies as a result of this. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, what else? Um, um, Final Destination told us, you know, be careful on the highways. Don't go tanning. <laughs> there we go. See? Right. right. <laughs> Public service announcements. In right. Your, in, your, in your favorite horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pick, if, like, what is your favorite, like, era? If you had to pick one era, like, old horror movies, you know, or a franchise, what would it be? And where, where do you want to like work in the area? Well, I don't, I don't know. I could pick a franchise, but uh, I mean, I mean, definitely the era that I grew up in. Um, I like a lot of newer horror films, uh, but uh, you know, and I just believe in in the it, you know again in the history of cinema in the eighties and such, and in the seventies, 
you've had a lot of groundbreaking films, and it's really hard, you know, in this day and age to um, do anything as groundbreaking because society has evolved so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch of people coming out of the premiere of The Exorcist and their um, the reactions that they had, they're freaking out. Yeah, other people were like, it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. If you think about those people compared to the audience today, you know, we're so used to seeing a lot of violence in horror films, especially horror fans. And, and I, I think there was a kind of a desensitization where it becomes, now it's kind of just like, fun to go see a movie that's got a lot of violences in, in it as opposed to a different impact on audiences I think and so I think I really enjoyed growing up in that era of, uh, of films because uh, it just um, it set it set a standard and really broke broke a lot of um, broke a lot of barriers as far as what, what people were used to seeing. And this goes back even into the 70s stuff and, you know, Grindhouse films and stuff like that. But as you right. get more mainstream, the mainstream stuff in, in and of itself was really groundbreaking stuff. And that's why so many of those characters from that time frame, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. they're, they're, all, they're all so popular now, Chucky, all those because they really... They're, they're really the next generation of, you know, Dracula and the Wolfman mm-hmm. and Frankenstein, these, these staples, these, these sure things that uh, um, a franchise can live on. So, you know, it was, it was great growing up with a lot of that stuff, very influential stuff. Um, it was also a time when horror was really fun mm-hmm. because I guess it was kind of... There was something about it that was kind of goofy that, uh, you know, most people, maybe it was kind of a, um, you know, like a, a safety net for people that we wanted to kind of laugh at our horror too, because if not, like something like The Exorcist, if you saw the oil, um, the one-liners, um, Maybe not necessarily everything, but even like Friday the Thirteenth had a lot of kind of goofy moments. Oh my gosh! Very, yes. very campy and stuff. Yep. You know, campy stuff. A lot of fun. Just a lot of fun to watch. Um, New Jersey's very own trauma. All their films mm-hmm. are really fun. You know, that's fun stuff Absolutely. to watch. Yep. So it's um, yeah, just a great era. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the movies are any less quality than the new ones that are coming out, but I think it's really hard to affect the audience the way those films did back then because mm-hmm. again I, I, it was a different society back then and people now are very desensitized to that kind of stuff I think as far as the horror fans of, of today right yeah the horror families you know the horror like communities very very like, caring and stuff like we'll have moments you know we all like our yeah. Our horror and stuff, which is, which is great, you know, and it's like, it's kind of, it's always like kind of escape. Like, I, me, I, me, myself, I always go back to, like, you know, the old Universal Monsters. Like, I just bought, like, Bella Gosi's Dracula, and I bought um, Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. I have my collection, and I just love watching, yeah. like, the practical effects, you know, cheesy, black and white, comic movies. It was, it was like the era, like, you know, that launched the entire, like, you know. Yeah, that stuff has a lot, that, that stuff is also very driven by, uh, 
that 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 cinematic eye and mm -hmm. um yeah it's so you know horror back then was delivered a little bit differently there wasn't the jump scare right um or, or that type of stuff so a lot of suspense was woven into the storytelling and the cinematography and uh, it was also very theatrical especially when you watch dracula um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of scenes that literally looked like they were taken straight off the stage and put into, you know, in front of the camera. Right. So, um, yeah, but I, I really appreciate those movies because, um, of the honesty in, in the way that they're, they're really trying to creep you out and, uh, and, and, and just in the, um, the atmosphere that they really set up in those old Universal movies. We have just recently, and, and now that we're on the subject, I want to reference this, but um, so we are making a, a, a new anthology called Return to the Theater of Terror. And it's going to be a four film anthology nice. uh, following our first uh, anthology, The Theater of Terror. This is going to be a direct sequel to it. Uh, but we're going to have four independent short stories once again. Um, not connecting to the original four short stories this will be brand new short stories and the first one that we've uh planned for the anthology is called soothsayer and it is a film about a time traveler or it's it's about a time machine let me put it that way and um we recently completed shooting that film this past weekend it was a two-day shoot Second day of shooting took place this past Sunday at Bluefield College in Bluefield, New Jersey. And uh, it was a spectacular shoot. We uh, we got some amazing footage. And how this relates to the Universal Monster movies is that Soothsayer is actually uh, kind of an homage and a throwback retro black and white Universal horror, uh, Monster movie inspired uh, short film. So uh, we've... We've tried to capture that feel of um, those older horror movies mm -hmm. uh, with the dialogue and the acting and the settings and the uh, locations and the, and the, the plot. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I'm really excited about that because uh, I, like we were talking about, I love those old films. And this one really gave me the opportunity to kind of explore my my my. Uh, my donation kind of to that genre of old horror um, movie nice yeah I, I um what was I gonna say the only one that really scared me I'm gonna I'm have to admit it I admit it on any, almost every episode was probably me have the, the ring like the first the first ring that came out okay when the, it, the ring movie the original one yeah when she came out of the screen the jump scare I was like oh that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a really well done movie. It really and, was. Uh, and those effects, uh, again, like that's that's a movie that kind of introduced those effects to the horror genre. That 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 choppy, uh, jerky uh, motion that she uses when she comes out of the television and crawls mm -hmm. towards himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was very freaky. And now it's kind of often imitated. I mean. Um, now the ring obviously is the remake of the ring, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and but you know the introduction of that kind of long, wet black hair 
in-your-face character has been imitated in so many films yeah. since because it's just it was just such an impactful thing when it came out. So, uh, yeah, it's it's you know a, a um, kind of a, a landmark film in that sense where that is something that that kind of, that that film created that that uh, icon and that character. And uh, that's that's not easy to do in horror. No, and, uh, not. Yeah, and so it comes along once in a while. There was a cosplayer in one of the shows. She actually did a few times. She had like a open. She had like a t- she was carrying a TV, and she had the you know the open the screen in it, and she was, she had the t- 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 TV down on the floor, and she crawled in it and crawled back out. I was like, whoa! Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, like the cosplay is just insane. It's, it's so good. It's like it's. Well, some cosplayers are, are uh, uh, I don't want to say some, a lot of cosplayers are extremely dedicated, mm-hmm. um, highly artistic and talented in their creations, imaginative. Um, and uh, I, I love, love, love going to uh, New York Comic Con or even the local horror cons, and you will run into some amazing, yeah. uh, talented cosplayers. I know, I know a lot of few cosplayers, and they're they're great. They put they a lot of work into their. One of my yep. friends does Frankenstein, and his his girlfriend does um his friend does um, the whole like you know Bride Frankenstein. It's amazing. It's like we're all screen. It's, it's totally nice. cool. Nice. I used to do the comedian actually from uh, Watchmen. Oh okay. Yeah, I did a pretty good comedian. I did Jason a few times. I got to work my Jason a little bit, but you know I do have pictures up. You know that's me as Jason. Okay. The um third was it that uh, that second Jason was it was um it wasn't Stephen not Stephen Dash Stephen Dash Stephen Dash and it was um Rick Rooker. Gotcha. Hey, remembering to him, I did it for him. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed doing it. I guess scaring people, you know. My friend makes masks. I did the whole mask thing, and I come behind people, you know, to scare them. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. What are some like? What are some like? Um. If you like, you know, what what would your dream role be? Like, what, who you who you love to work with? Like, if you have like, one actor in the past, who would you want to work with? If you got to pick. Mm. And from any era. I'd love to work with Michael Bane from um, Aliens and nice. Tombstone, and I, I I think he's great. Lance Henriksen, I'd love to work with him. You know, and Lance is a lot older now. I would have loved to work with him as a younger man, um, you know, because I hate to put him in an older man's role. I just think he's great, and I've always loved Lance. And, you know, Mike, so now we got two people from Aliens and from uh, Terminator. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, uh, um, Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know uh, any bigger names in that. I mean, like, I mean, I would say like this. I I'd love to work with any any English celebrity, um, but the role has to be right too. You know, I'm not right. I'm not so much you know intrigued by someone's stardom, but if someone fits apart for me, right? Um, I I I form a special connection with that actor and and i i need to uh i need to work with them on on that because um for a lot of the stuff that i've done in the past i've worked with indie actors that didn't particularly 
do a lot of work like that for <clears throat> so I had a film Faces where I uh, had Dina Demko who was a regular in indie horror movies as well, as well as Edward X. Young and I saw them both as very talented actors <clears throat> and but they played a lot of uh, very uh, uh, character specific roles Dina was always like the femme fatale kind of and Ed was always um, kind of the over the top you know, spoofy type character. And I cast them in some pretty serious roles for faces and they did such wonderful work because they really are extremely talented actors and um, people I wanted to work with at the time. And I, and, but it was, it was the most gratifying part of making those films was putting them in roles that they were absolutely going to dominate and shine in. And that for me, is a very important thing because I've seen big name stars cast in absolutely mismatched, awful roles that were not for right. them, and it's um, it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's happened a lot of times. And, but but you know, so if I was to work with a big name, I mean, I'd love I'd love to work with I could name a hundred celebrities right. I'd love absolutely. to work with. But I'd love to, more than that, I'd love to work with them in a part where I think they would be, you know, exceptional in, not just because of their talent, but because of, um, I, I write, I write my films, okay, so mm -hmm. I'm used to writing and I usually when I write, I usually start to think of actors I might want to work with on the project. And it actually steers my writing sometimes. And I say, if I can work with this person, and it's usually someone I'm confident I'm going to work with, it won't be, you know, I won't start writing a part and thinking about Meryl Streep and then call her agent and get shut down. <laughs> you know, so right, right. I mean, it'll be it'll be someone in the indie in the indie scene, um, whether it be someone, and not not always in the indie horror scene. I work with a lot of actors that do comedies and do dramas and. Right. And and the such and my new film Soothsayer, we work with uh, Anthony Robert Grasso, who's been a regular on Law and Order SVU and Blue Bloods and, and uh, a Sinner and a handful of other cable network shows. And uh, we work with Samantha Lacey Johnson, who just did a uh, live performance of the Edgar Allan Poe Mystery um, Theater. And, uh, and then we work with another actor, Dennis Oy, um, who not, none of them, I, I, as far as I know, have done any horror or uh, anything, you know, of the like. So I just like to work with people that I feel will enhance a, 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 a character that I wrote and will fit it perfectly. And uh, if, if I have access to Jack Nicholson, but the part does not fit Jack Nicholson, then I... Uh, Right. Asked him anyway, but it wouldn't be a good fit. So, what would you, what, you know, what, what's, what's all your plugs like? Where, where are your Facebook? You know, how can people find you? How can people promote you? You know, this and that, and like, where can you know, upcoming projects? Any plug you want to plug? 
Yeah, well, I want to plug the uh, the new film that we're launching, Return to the Theater of Terror. We're going to be launching an Indiegogo campaign in the near future, and we could definitely use the support of the fans. Um, we are our intention is to make a four film anthology. Uh, we're going to have a uh, the first one that we completed is a dark drama that's a soothsayer. We're going to be doing a uh, a sci-fi short. We're going to be doing a, a horror short. We're going to be doing kind of a body horror short and uh, a wraparound story. But um, you know, I, I want your listeners to know and the horror fans to know that we always strive to put out uh, top quality storytelling, acting, practical effects, um, and we put a hundred and ten percent into these projects. They are always completed, and they are always completed. Uh, within at least a year or so within the launch of the project. So we always deliver on our promises. If we could use your support, you could visit us at www.theaterofterror.net and theater is spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. You can find us on Facebook at Theater of Terror. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. My name is Thomas Ryan. And uh, you could sign up to our mailing list through our website or you can email me at info at theaterofterror.net with questions, comments, requests, or naked photos. Just throw that one in there, right? <laughs> yeah, I just figured. Just get some, get some extra money. Come on, go to Patreon. Go to, get, we, we got we to boost it up somehow. Gotta get the attention in her. <laughs> That's right. Well, you definitely have all my support, you know. Thank you, Mike. I wish you all the best of luck. You're always welcome to share my fan page, you know, Transport Podcast fan page. Um, like I said, I'll definitely share, you know, help each other out. We're all family. The big heart community, you know, we'll help each other out. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been, you know, Thank- awesome. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you tonight, pal. Oh, awesome. Have a great night. I'll be just, just, just be up, just be up tonight, so don't worry. So you, you can share it away. All right, pal. Thank you very much. All good right. Luck. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. And there you have, folks, another episode of the Chance Word. We're a great chat with Thomas. We we wish him all the best. Please go like everything he said. Please go share and support. And remember. Stay safe. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> Seriously, wash your damn hands. No joke. Stay clean. And let's just all get through this. Be sure to go to my Patreon. Support. Like. Share. Let's just all be there for each other. And we can and we will make it through this. A little short episode than we expected, but it's all good. I'm still here. I'm still podcasting. This podcast will not end. We push, we fight, and we move on. So, with that being said, thank you and love to each and every one of you for being there for me and supporting me. I cannot thank you enough. If if you're interested in a bracelet, if you're interested in a a lanyard, please email me at fanchampion at yahoo.com. Once again, fanchampion at yahoo.com. Hit me on my Facebook, regular page, or my champ page. Follow me on Twitter, Chance Word FC. My regular page on Twitter, 
Fan Champion. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Whatever. I'm everywhere. You know where to find me. So, until next time, episode 40, 48 coming up. Another great guest. Until next time, spread the love, spread the positivity, bless be, and spread the word. Champs word.